see on CW contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. I love you. My name is Oliver Queen. You died. I went to your kennel with you. The city needs saving. What? How are we going to do this little time? That was Rip. This is John Constant. I'm from the future. future. Because you can inspire My name is Barry Allen. Oh, doubtful, mate. You see, I am an accomplished warlock, an expert of the occult. I'm a master of it. You can become a team. Hey, cuz. It's good to see you. This looks like a job for the both of us. Absolutely. Heroes. Hello and welcome. You're listening to DC on CW Supergirl Edition on Rainman Digital. Uh, if you're listening from your desktop, take us mobile. Just do it. You can find us all sorts of places like iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Search DC on CW. And once you find us, go ahead and leave us a review. Uh, today, myself, Lauren, Nicole, and Bobby. Hello, hello. Are going to be breaking down and discussing Supergirl Season 4, Episode 14, Stand and Deliver, uh, where Lockwood just kind of takes over and tells everyone else to go screw, some, screw themselves. <laughs> um, first. What an odd turn for that character, huh? Yeah. It's been a, it's been a journey of a couple episodes for him, too. He kind of had his tail between his legs, and now he's back to trying to be menacing, and he's not doing as good of a job this time. Um but more news on the Batwoman pilot. It's going to predate the crossover episode with Flash and Supergirl, according to Greg Berlanti. He said that they're doing an origin story and um, it's, I don't know, it happens before that. And there we go. Um, How important is it to have an origin story for her? I think it's important. I think it's necessary. I think it, it's, you know, the general public doesn't really know Kate Kane. I don't really know her. Exactly. Uh, other than she was badass in the crossover. I, 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 it's I, always weird for me because I don't know if I really care like about origin stories all the time. Because if it's a strong character, it doesn't really matter. Well, I don't think we necessarily need to get an origin as far as like how she became Batwoman. We can cover that in the show. That's cool. I'm good with that. But mm-hmm. we do need like maybe earlier on in her Batwoman career, like, you know, like kind of getting into it. Or maybe, maybe the disappearance of Bruce is what causes her to really take it seriously, you know? And so, well, there you go. Do you think we'll see Bruce? Mm, uh, I think it said in the article that not to expect to see him. Or at <laughs> least not Batman. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I wouldn't be upset with not seeing Batman, but with maybe seeing Bruce, Brucey Bruce. Because you always wonder with Gotham ending before this starts, like what what is available now? Yeah. For this show. Yeah. And I'm not calling it out like we need him, but if if he is a an important part of her origin story, it could be cool later. It's not going to happen right away. Um, it's possible that they might be able to negotiate something later. But I wouldn't expect it. And honestly, I don't think it would be anything more than um, Tyler playing Superman and Supergirl. Yeah. And I think that's all I would expect. Because actually, you see Bruce and Batman and Titans on the DC Mm -hmm. um, U. But he's not really in it. Like, as a main character, he's Batman as we know him in the shadows and doing shit. Sure. Um, I don't know. It's just when you think origin story and again, what they set up with the crossover. Yeah, I I, I think there'd have to be something. Gotham as a city has a lengthy history. There's a lot of story to tell there. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of ways that they need to flesh out this world. Um, Especially since it's so standalone from the other cities in the country that have superheroes. Um, the Green Arrow didn't even believe in Batman, you know, so there's there's a lot there that needs to be fleshed out and to for for it to introduce us to itself in its own way. Like each each iteration of Gotham is a little bit different from the last. And you risk you risk people 
confusing things or you risk people going in and thinking that Batwoman's Gotham is going to be like Gotham's Gotham or something like that if you don't flesh things out and and really I don't know why that made me laugh what Gotham's Gotham Gotham's Gotham and then I'm thinking well then there's Titans Gotham and then there's movie Gotham and then there's cartoon Gotham Tim Burton Gotham (laughs) yep Christopher Nolan Gotham aka Chicago Chicago (laughs) uh it's just funny when I, I mean I never thought about that. I mean Gotham has been used just as much as any DC character in general. Like, yeah, it, it's it's it's, its own thing, a character of its own. Um, way more in Metropolis or Star mm-hmm. City or anything there's, else. It's there's just, specific there's specific things about Gotham that make it so unique. It's got this weird my my ideal like perfect image of Gotham. Um, is all of the versions of it that have this kind of like past meets future sort of feel. You know, it's got this like art deco gothic sort of feel to it, but then it's also a modern city with all sorts of, you know, tech and stuff like that. And there's this weird merging of, you know, times. Yeah. And that's what's so cool about Gotham. And I think why it gets used so much. Um but yeah, it's, I think it's important for people to learn why Kate is relevant in her own right mm-hmm. um, and to to get to know her as a character. And that sort of origin is necessary. I don't need um, Peter going on a field trip to Oscorp and getting bit by a spider again. You know what I mean? How many like, times can we watch somebody get bit by a spider? <laughs> I don't need that one more time. I need, you know... His uncle's dead. Enough of an origin to get us interested and going people already have their interest peaked but they need to be introduced a little bit more so i understand yeah next we've got uh the supergirl promo for next week's episode there is an extended promo if you haven't watched it please go do it oh my god um we see lex in all of his glory uh can we vote this best promo that any of the dc shows have had probably yeah last I don't know, three, four years minimum. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Agreed. It has us so hyped up. I, I, I was honestly shocked because I was probably the biggest critic of, you know, the casting of going really, you know, two and a half men, Ducky. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's what I'm Ducky getting. Luther. <laughs> Ducky Luther. So, I, I, yeah, I, I think... Really, 16 candles. This is going to be fucking Lex. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) I I think Nicole probably had the most to say about it as far as how she feels. Yeah, I was super shocked um, because, like you said, we weren't exactly like, we weren't on board just from seeing like the first like photo of him. And then after seeing this, after seeing like 15 whole seconds of him, I'm like, okay. Okay, I got this. This is fine. I like this. Um, he's like he definitely surprised me in this promo, and I made me super hyped for next week. And I think the thing we got to remember for this is that this man was on the highest rated TV show for whatever, however long Two and a Half Men was on that run for you know six seven mm-hmm. years. That's for a reason. That's because the dude can act. Yeah. And it totally brings me back to the days of Christopher Nolan, Batman, and how we were all like, what the fuck? When Heath Ledger was cast as the Joker and no one believed that he would do a good job. Yeah. And then he blew us out of the water. (laughs) The guy from A Knight's Tale is going to be the Joker? Yeah. Hey, man, don't you ever knock A Knight's Tale. I, All right, the boys are back in town. <laughs> We're gonna joust. We're gonna have, we, will, we will rock you too in it. Oh boy, it did. <laughs> oh fuck, I love that movie. It is not it as is much a, as I love Ten Things I Hate About You, God, which is there, my guilty pleasure. Oh, totally. Ten Things I Hate About You is great, but A Knight's Tale is a beautiful tragedy. <laughs> like it's such a good bad movie. Um, freaking Alan Tudyk. Um, Paul Bettany is in it. <laughs> the Vision. You go back and look. You, oh. know, you you have what is you know some of the main characters in so many superhero films. Oh yeah, all put together in one it's, tragedy. It's so good and so bad. I I adore a Night's Tale. It's such a fun, weird ride. 
I'm on board. Um, (laughs) Random thoughts by DC on CW. But yeah, I think um, Nicole's right. Like it's, we were all ready to, to, to be disappointed just in case, you know, just in case. (laughs) Yeah. Just in case. He actually was a disappointment. <laughs> right. Because like, it's so scary. It's a, it's a big role and it's a huge thing. And, and we were the internet for a while. Yeah. And we want to mm-hmm. trust yep. our casting directors and stuff. Right. We do. Um, but sometimes it's scary when you see someone whose body of work is primarily comedy. You, you got a sticky comedy at that. Yeah. And you got to wonder if that's because that's what they do and that's what they're good at. Or if it's just that, that's what they have done, but they also Sorry, out was, of the limelight do some some drama work yeah, too. Yeah, we'll find out that he's been acting on Broadway for the last four years, right? Because yeah. I have fuck you, two men about or two and a half men money that I can do whatever yeah. I want. Yeah. Um. So I, I don't know. I'm I'm so hyped now. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. If it's anything like what they showed us in the promo, I'm on board and I'm ready. We're ready. Let's do it. Let's go. My no. body is ready. Let's go. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, I was surprised and, um, more surprised about him or Superman actually being on the show too. You know what? I think I was too shell shocked by like, <laughs> oh my God, I don't hate Lex. Um, oh my God, what's happening? This guy is red. <laughs> Where is this all coming from? Um, I think at that point seeing, you know, Tyler look back and it's like, oh, hey, Superman's there too. Cool. Great. Give me Lex. Like that's, that's how I felt. <laughs> I I didn't care about Superman in that moment. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah we've seen you, pretty boy. Come on. <laughs> I want the new toys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh I we're we're all ready. CW, give it to us. Let's go. Yeah. Come on. I think it's the next two episodes season for sure. Yes. So All right. Based off the momentum we got off of this episode and the next two, it should be a fun ride. Oh god. I hope so. Um, All right, let's take a quick break, and then we'll get right on into this episode. I love it. Are you crying? No. DC on CW. We'll be right back. Star Wars from the Bucket Tank exclusive. That's Where is Jen Asso? <laughs> Where is Director Krennic? Yeah. Where are all these characters that they even ha- that they actually had in Battlefront One? And suddenly we have a new. When you have a new game, aren't you supposed to get more? Yeah. No, they took away characters. They took away characters. It's unbelievable. I don't understand what they're doing. Either way, unfortunately, I'm a sucker, and I keep playing this game because I want Star Wars. I want to play Star Wars. Well, and I think that's what EA relies on. They say, you know what? Fuck them. They're going to like Star Wars anyways. One of the one of the bonuses, and they're video right. game wise, though Star Wars wise, uh, Lucasfilm just announced that they're they're going with Xenic Games for all their mobile things, and two new, uh, two mobile Star Wars games are being hyped. Big yeah, time. yeah, Dave. But I want real games for consoles. Real games for consoles, yeah. Unfortunately, don't, don't get me wrong. I love some of those mobile games, but also Star Wars Commanders is good. Yeah. All right, Dave. Thank you for trying to find that silver lining. But silver it, lining. it didn't work. <laughs> I ripped right through that silver lining and went back to the toxicness at the bottom of that garbage pail. It's hard. That's it's... where I want to be right now. Okay. I want to. I want to wallow in that toxic sludge at the bottom of the EA garbage can. EH garbage can. <laughs> Just gonna mind meld with you, and I'm gonna take your thoughts, my thoughts to your thoughts, and your thoughts, 
your thoughts your thoughts your thoughts to mine well just ju- just don't uh look into the corner where you know the the fantasy of Guinan in my dark mind is right there Guinan <laughs> Jesus Christ there's so many other hot women in Star Trek go for Guinan <laughs> wow David Jesus Guinan was hot man Whoopi Goldberg <laughs> what <laughs> are you kidding me she is so <laughs> wow David I like to learn under her oh you want to get inside of her skirts, her giant Amish-like robes? <laughs> Amish, like, that, that's the thing. It's the mystery. What's no, underneath that? I don't need to know what's underneath that. <laughs> Michelle Forbes? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Dr. Crusher in the movies? Yes. It, but it's the mystery. It's the mystery. I You're like kind of going, you know, is there a big booty David, underneath David, some mysteries are better off. Never known. <laughs> Never Star Trek from the holodeck. Exclusively on Rain Man Digital. Go to RainmanDigitalMedia.com or Patreon.com slash RainmanDigital. End simulation. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, RAINMAN, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, Mm. and even blow you away. Plus, free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. Go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus the 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code RAINMAN. Again, that's RAINMAN. Because without it, no free stuff. That's RAINMAN at adamandeve.com. You're listening to Rain Man Digital's DC on CW. Okay, we are back. Uh, so this week, the episode was directed by Andy Armaganian. I don't know. Um, written by Rob Wright and Jess Cardos. So I I don't I don't want to wait until the end of the episode, and I don't think anyone else does. Let's talk about how this cliffhanger happened. Um Oh my God! Who the hell shot James? I thought, I honestly thought when that phone rang, he was gonna walk back into his office and be like, "Oh damn it!" He was gonna pick up the phone, and it was gonna be some bad news about like Lena's work or something like that, and like bad news. We've got the full scoop, and he's gonna have to write the article and totally expose her. I thought maybe it was something like that. I did not expect a gunshot wound to the back, possibly what seems to be the lower back, like in the spine. I, yeah, I was shocked. And it was one of those things. I don't know how you guys are. When we get to the end of these episodes, there's not really been a lot of cliffhanger type things going on. You know, especially with Supergirl, it's always like, oh, they're eating dinner or it's game night, you know, and they're going off and they're recapping their days. And then I was like, oh, what the fuck's going on? Oh, shit, he got shot. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, I want to feel like it's something Luther related. And I don't think that it's with Lena. You know, she's she's pissed about stuff and she's upset with him, but not murderous or like life-changing spine paralysis sort of pissed. Lex probably had Lex is probably like Varys in Game of Thrones. He's got little birds whispering in his ears from every direction. So um, honestly, it could be a couple things. I I feel like it is most likely that Lex, unbeknownst to Lena, um, had someone do it. And one part to protect her research and one part to kind of get her attention, maybe, um, maybe to try and in his own sick, twisted way, sort of gain her loyalty or something, you know, well, he was looking into you and he was going to expose you, you know? Yeah. That manipulative that, shit that he pulls. That yeah. is, um, that's my biggest hunch. I could see how this would tie into Lex's appearance, especially if he's getting 
furloughed from prison just to get his sister's help. Mm -hmm. So he's probably aware of her research and he's like, use me as your experiment or whatever. Oh, God. Hey. That didn't even click. As Um, soon as I read that, I was like, ooh, that could be how. And if he found out about James looking into her, well, he's like, well, I'm not going to sabotage this for her or me because I want to be superhuman or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, there's, there are obviously other possibilities. Could be someone from the elite, could be from someone from the Children of Liberty. Um, I don't think the elite is going to bother with James Olsen, personally. I just never, you never know just because of the whole, what was going on with, um, you know, them trying to get Martian Manhunter. Sure. You know, and how do you push the buttons, go after people he cares about? Jimmy's an easy target. Uh, Manchester did say you haven't lost enough. Like maybe you haven't lost enough. So Mm. that's possible. But I think, um, I think at that point they might try to attack like Kara or Uh, yeah. I would assume they would go some yeah, go towards someone that's closer. Yeah, yeah. It was just an option of like an an easy target. Totally true. Um, Children of Liberty. That is also a very good possibility. Um, they could be pissed at James, who they once felt was, you know, this this great icon of humans helping humans. And we don't need to rely on aliens for superheroes and stuff like that. Um, and now he's gone and showcased all of this wonderful, sickening humanity and people helping aliens. Um, yeah, I mean, based off the picture alone, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. So that is a huge that possibility also, as well. Yeah. And honestly, that may be what keeps the um, Children of Liberty's storyline kind of kind of lingering on in the background a little bit. Um, I don't know. I think that is the second strongest contender. And maybe that's maybe that's an even stronger contender. I don't know. Um, I think I might be a little bit tied between that and Lex. Um. You joked about <laughs> bring it up. Sorry, no, it's you already you got it. Uh, but you know, he brought it up to Tess, like w- about the whole you know budget scenario. How random would it be if she shot him to protect the work? Yeah, when Eve was visiting him. Ooh, but Eve is Eve's too sweet. But for <laughs> a split like, second, yeah. both Bobby and myself were like, oh, "Was it Eve? <laughs> was it Eve? <laughs> what a twist!" That would be it. That would be a twist. Um, She's like, I love my work, and I wasn't going to let you ruin it. I was bringing <laughs> you that report or whatever. Is this how James becomes guardian again? I feel like he. Well, I think we always joked about him getting superpowers from this. That he was super that, yeah. interested. Mm-hmm. Like if it's not Lex who get who is like, hey, experiment on me. I wonder if Lena would be like, I need to save him. This is the only thing that might work. Well, if James is like paralyzed or something, yeah. Because I'm honestly, I, I super, I feel like they pulled a like a a Drake from Degrassi sort of thing. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that reference is lost on too many people, but uh, Drake's character on Degrassi back in the day, Drake the rapper, yeah, <laughs> was um, a Canadian teen teen actor, teen actor, yeah, in like a teen show, teen drama, and uh. His character was a victim of a school shooting. He got shot in the spine in the halls at school and was wheelchair bound. So, like, if they do something like that, Lena's not going to not help him. You know what I mean? For whatever differences they have, they still love each other or have love for each other. And I think... I think the whole thing that just throws me off is like, I want to believe they'll fix him somehow, but the amount of blood that that man lost in like 30 Dude. seconds. I'm like, there, unless somebody's just watching or the cleaning lady's like coming in two seconds later, who's saving that man? I feel like someone, someone had to have been there. Security, clean, janitor, something. I feel like the other thing too to think about is um, it could also be a ploy. From Lex to get Lena to jumpstart testing on people, you know? Oh, God damn it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's so many options here. Yeah. They, they actually left us with a really good cliffhanger because we've got a couple really good contenders for 
Who done it? And we haven't had that in Supergirl in forever. We have not. If ever. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So I'm. I, I know next week or the next couple weeks seems to be Luther centric episodes, but I if he has anything to do with this, then it all makes sense. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Well, I feel like it makes the most sense to draw him in to the storyline is for him to be behind it in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I guess with that, let's take one more quick break and then uh, we will get right into all of this American alien business. What are you looking at, nerd? Huh? I thought I was looking at my mother's old douchebag, but that's in Ohio. <laughs> Geek Out Saturday. And then, like, ants eat your remains. Like, <laughs> those books got real dark. <laughs> For kids, or like one of them, like you can. This is, the, this the is fact that Marvel's for, been doing it for ten years doesn't mean so, it's easy. Hold on, though. Take Marvel out of the equation and forget okay. that they don't even exist. Television has been doing this for decades. <laughs> and I stumbled upon it while I was hunting alligators, and this guy starts whistling at you. He beckons you. So I thought it was a mission, like a side mission. So I went, and then I realized what it was when it was too late. Yeah. I walked in, it's the guy starts, and that's how they go out. Like, because the, the rebirth, when they ditched the new 52, because the new 52, they weren't always on the best of terms. They're back together, or, you know, they end up getting back together because they feel something they don't know. They just feel like the universe is pulling them together. Catch up on your favorite Rain Man digital geek shows every Saturday. DC on CW, Back to Tank, Weird West Radio, The Crossroads, and more. Geek Out Saturday on Rain Man Channel 001. All right, we are back. Let's talk about this whole, whole thing here. Uh, we've got the aliens and the Children of Liberty and Lockwood side versus side, us or them. Um, first of all, coolest thing, coolest, coolest thing was the name drop of American Alien. If you have not read that Superman story, it is phenomenal. It's a it's a mini series, so it's a a, a fairly quick read. It's self contained. Um, it is so good and definitely worth your time. Um, so this ended up not being anything more than a cool little you know homage, I guess in in name. Yeah. Um, did, what did you think when you first heard it? I was like, oh my god, but like Superman's probably not behind this. He's a little more brazen than that. <laughs> Clark's just behind the computer, just like do 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 do. Yeah. Um, but I, I really like that series. I really like um Max Landis as a writer. Um, I like him I like him a lot. So uh I I was excited to hear that. And that that alone was like enough for me. I was like, oh cool. And then, like you know, that was it. That's fine. <laughs> so <laughs> name only. Woo! And that's that's cool. That's good. That's all right. Um, that's all I needed is just a little like name drop. Hey, casually, here's a little thing. If you read Superman comics, you'll recognize this. Um, this absolutely, absolutely humanized Brainy's character even more than he has already succeeded in in kind of going on his own humanizing journey. Um, I think more than anything this week, it, it, I don't know, gave me further reason to love Brainy, or maybe it just made me realize how much I've grown to love him. Brainy's the heart of the show. He really is. I agree. I mean, it's so weird to say that when we were making fun, you know, this time last year of dolphin (laughs) makeup and, you know, I mean, and they've done such a terrific job on turning them around and correcting the mistakes. And I don't think any of us would have been like, oh, no, he's going to be our favorite character. You know what? I I really don't think that there has been enough credit where credit is due. Because it's one thing to write a good character. It is an entirely different challenge to take a character that was not received well and within the span of less than a full season, completely change viewers' minds. 
Rewrite the character in a way that feels natural, in a way that feels only like character development and not like, oh, wow, the writer's table totally changed on this show. They're trying really desperately to get us to like him. The random recast that we've had. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is a completely different mom than last year. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that is impressive. That's not an easy thing to do. And I really think that for all of the... For all of the struggles that maybe some of the writing or um, like storyline choices have had, um, that is a huge success. And I, I don't think that that should be overlooked because that's that's big. We like the first episode of this season, we were like, Ugh, all right, well, I hope they change our minds. And they did. They have. Yeah. And that- here we are like watching him have this horrible like naive but really hopeful moment where he's like no i i started this you know i i organized this peaceful march just to show solidarity and show that you know we're here but we're peaceful and we're we're people too and it's it's going to be fine i'm watching over it it's it's going to be good and nothing's going to go wrong and and poor brainy watching him react to all of the chaos after the elite totally like blow the whole thing that was that was the most human moment that Brainy has ever had on this show, and it was beautiful. I appreciate that they're getting rid of like the timeline bullshit. That we're not worried about that from him being in the future and doing these things. Mm-hmm. That it, it's not being brought up like I can't, I can't change things because I don't want to affect the future. Well, he can also see. Um, oh, what's the damn robot's name? Um. <sighs> think Calex, yeah yes Calex also mentioned to dreamer was it last episode yeah. yeah um that you know certain things are definitely a risk big things certain things that are tied to specific stuff are a no-no but there are other smaller things that don't pose a risk to the future at all and um brainy's combo of predictive ability and knowledge of the future I think he can kind of determine what's a risk and what's not. And sometimes I think he gets in his own head about it, his own little computer about it. <laughs> and uh, and is like, no, 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 no. That's too dangerous. Even when it's like probably fine. But um, but yeah, watching him kind of ease up on that stuff is so refreshing. Um, Definitely. I So let's talk about the protest itself. Um, were you surprised? That Supergirl didn't want to, like, march with the protesters at first? I, 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 it was weird. I figured her just always being, like, on the forefront of this stuff, she should be the one that's in there. Yeah. Because it, it, she has the respect of both sides. At least in my opinion of, like, at the some human of, alien at least sides. Some of the yeah. alien side, yeah. Or some of the human side. Um, Dreamer, I didn't. It's like, oh, whatever. Like she'll do whatever Supergirl does. She's a, she's a little puppy right now. So new, it doesn't matter. You know, yeah. in, in my head, I don't know what to expect out of her. Mm-hmm. I'm loving her. I'm loving her growth and her like experiences for as, like a superhero for the first time. Um, all of Kara being like, okay, take it down to like a seven. Like <laughs> you're at an eleven right now. Yeah, we need you to tone it down a little bit. Um, And and just, again, the whole, like you said, the excitement of Dreamers, uh, a cool little humor, I guess, play. You know, oh, don't worry. I was excited, too. I used to sleep in my suit. mm -hmm. You know, when she's sitting there, like, you could take that off. Right. No. No, I'm good. I'm breaking it in. I think we'd all be the same way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, me too. (laughs) Honestly. Why don't you take that off? Why should I? (laughs) Why don't you get your own and get off my back? Jealous? Um, I, I'm really glad that Supergirl saw what was going on and saw that she was, they could have done the protest on their own. Would they still have, have stayed strong? Sure. But she is the most well-known outside of Superman, alien immigrant. She's beloved by most of the human population. And she, you know, preaches this inclusion and stuff like that. And it was so important for her to stand with 
all of the other aliens and alien allies and show that this conception of all aliens are bad, all aliens are killers, murderers, thieves, whatever, isn't true. You know, it does, it's not one size fits all and, and she needed to be there. So it was really, really important to me that she had that experience with, um, the, what was he? He wasn't like secret service. What was he? Uh, uh, the, the asshole advisor. Yeah. The advisor. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, he probably was an advisor realistically, but yeah, but that, you know, bureaucrat dude, um, who just totally was brainwashed by all of this and was just like yeah go home roaches we don't want you but then he sees supergirl and his face lights up and he's like no you're totally different from all of them though you're a superhero it's like no dude. but you saved like, me 42 minutes ago yeah like what no you shut up look at all those people they're marching they're just chilling they're just trying to be there like they're not trying to take your world they're just trying to join it with you um so yeah, that was that was really really important, I think. Um cuz she's having this trouble kind of choosing sides and she doesn't want to be so polarized, but at the end of the day, she is an alien and she does need to fight for her own rights as well as the rights of people like her. So, I think Not it definitely. kind of it uh it made her decision a little bit for her in that moment of, you know, hey, where do I stand in this? Well, it, it just made the scenes, like, I think more powerful watching yeah. both sides struggle. Yeah. Whether it was a human, you know, the advisor or an alien, Supergirl and Dreamer. You know, on what side should I really be on? What should I be doing here? I can't be a neutral party. Can I? You know, there's just a lot of questions that went into it that just yeah. kind of, you know, as Lockwood's just being an asshole up there. I was really proud of Alex, too, because she doesn't have the same... Um, support system that she did when she was privy to Kara being Supergirl. So she's been really hesitant to jeopardize her own position um, to do what's right. Um, But she perfectly rode that line of, okay, I'm doing my job. I am protecting this human that I don't like. Um, And then when he started stirring the pot so much that it got people riled up, she got him right off that stage. Yeah. Done. I wanted to applaud her for that. Yeah. She got him off arguably before it was necessary for him to leave. But, Mm -hmm. you know, anyone in his administration would be like, oh, better safe than sorry. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you saw how things broke out. So so it was good that he got off the stage. And yet she got to whisper in his ear, you're the threat. (laughs) So um, I was proud of her in that moment. And... I always wonder how it would be to, like, have to protect, like, a known asshole like that. Oh, boy. Like, could I do that job? That I couldn't. How good's the paycheck? <laughs> yeah. That's, I, don't I think that I would have a big could. effect. I don't know if I still could. If somebody offered you, like, $500,000 to protect somebody for a couple hours, you wouldn't just be like, yeah, all right, I'll look, I'll look past it. I'm I'll, not going to be nice to the guy, but... Um, I'll, I'll donate a piece to whatever fun. <laughs> right. So my guilt will go away. I can buy off my guilt. Well, because at the end of the day, like, what are you going to do? Just be like, no, I'd rather he die. Like, I don't, that's, that's kind of awful if you think about it. So <laughs> you you can it definitely just be, say that to yourself in yeah. your head, but <laughs> it was just an, it would be an unbearable couple of hours. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it would matter what they were doing. Yeah. It kind of depends on like, I wouldn't be protecting Hitler. Yeah. No, <laughs> but that price would be like a little bit higher. Just, just a little bit, though. Just a little bit. I mean, I'm not just, saying just, I can't be bought. <laughs> I mean, he did horrible things, but I got a mortgage. Are we talking Hitler pre-war? Or <laughs> I, I feel like this is going into a oh, yeah. the workers on the Death Star. I feel right, bad right. for them. Conversation. Um, right. So I'm glad that we're... I feel like... When this show started, we were always having like covers of songs. Like they didn't quite have the budget to actually <laughs> license songs. We had two real songs. We had two real songs. And um, they very perfectly used Mad World. I don't think they could have chosen a better song. It didn't feel cliche the way they did it. Um, it felt appropriate. It felt very appropriate. And that's there's always a line with with songs of that nature that get used for certain types of scenes a lot. 
um, especially lots of slow-mo stuff with Mad World and things like that and things just going crazy. Like it's very easy to to let it be kind of played out feeling, but they did a really good job and it just amplified, you know, the emotions of what was going on and, and how desperate I think everyone felt in that moment and kind of lost and well even going to like the black and white and Jimmy shooting yeah and you know we haven't I don't think we've ever seen James you know in that really photography type role no not to that degree we've Mm -mm. seen him shoot a little bit but but nothing like this no like hardcore in the action Mm -hmm. and I think he's finally gotten to a point where He's comfortable not being guardian because he sees how much impact he can have with his journalism. And he's getting back to that because he he was a world renowned photographer, you know, prior to taking over Catco. So um, it's not like people haven't kind of given him that praise before and he hasn't felt that sort of um, power before. But um, and it's just it's absolutely fulfilled i guess like that thought that idea um comes to fruition when he does take that one photo and he you know they publish it and uh and it goes crazy all over the media and people and it are praising it yeah and it gets him <laughs> shot yep. um success i think <laughs> maybe probably preferred without the bullet but you know if someone's trying to kill you for what you've done, that's probably success, right? Like if it's like if you did a good thing and you succeeded. And, yeah. I don't know. You should feel some kind of Ooh. accomplishment. Right. If if I piss somebody off today, I've done my job right. Yeah, Screw like you that. for trying to kill me, but also thank you. Aww. Thank you for thinking I'm that important. I love, I love my fans. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love even my haters. Uh, So... Yeah, I don't know. This just this was this was such a good way to handle this like climax of of this situation and this whole thing that's been brewing and getting, you know, the the public involved. Um they they did it so well. I'm I'm actually a little bit furious that uh, that Manchester showed up. I like when he showed up. I was like, "You motherfucker!" <sighs> yeah, exactly. Go and do a thing like that. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Really, man?" It was actually going well, and then your ass had <laughs> to do this. But I will say, at the same time, he did accomplish his goal because this little kind of riot that broke out. Um. Because of the way that things went, that's why some minds were changed. So as unfortunate as it is that it happened, he did actually, he did, he did know what he was doing and he did actually further his goal of, you know, revolution and um, getting rid of these fascists and racists and. um, I really like the elite. I do too. I mean, it's weird to think of them like. I enjoy when they're on screen. Um, I liked last week and they built on it a lot more this week. Um, Just even like how they, the smart way of using the, you know, the alien being invisible and them talking to him. Yeah. There's just a lot of things that they're doing right with the elite that I, I'm definitely appreciating. And, and as much as Manchester black and everybody's trying to like push buttons, I, I, I really like it. It's a, a welcome change to what we think of as like opponents to Supergirl and Martian Manhunter. They don't all have to be apocalypse bringers. Yeah. This time it's, it's a societal climate that they're trying to change. And, uh, you know, a, a, a revolution of acceptance versus, you know, racist fascism. Um, it's, it's weird because they're definitely, they're formidable, for sure. They're crafty. They're smart. They're 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 good at what they do. Um, but I find them so much more compelling than just I want to take over the world, or or I hate Supergirl. Yeah, or I hate Aliens. supers because I feel emasculated and their you know. wiener's bigger than mine. Right. 
Supergirl's wiener is bigger than mine. Um, so it's, and, and it's nice to have a little bit of conflict um, in how you view them as well. Because for me, it's like, I can definitely get behind what they're doing, but also probably killing people isn't good. But also I definitely am behind the whole like kill all Nazis sort of thing, but also killing is bad. So, like, <laughs> so it's, I, I agree with their goal. I disagree with some of the ways that they're getting there, which is why I still consider them, you know, like enemies, but they're also not just total douchebags for the sake of being douchebags. Like they're, there's a goal. There's a goal. And it actually is pretty good. They're just not doing it the, the goody two shoes way. Yeah. Um, and they're getting into a little bit of trouble along the way. You know, sometimes there's some jewels to steal, you know, whatever a girl's got to eat. Right. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I love them. And this has been, it's been really nice to see how Manchester has affected um, Martian Manhunter and brought him back to being Martian Manhunter. Um, I appreciate that a lot. He's just like infuriated by him. He is so pissed. <laughs> I. It's weird how like technically four, three characters in all reality, I've had such an impact to the show in the last, like, four weeks. Or three weeks, really. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think we, when we knew the Elite was coming, I, in my opinion, I didn't think they were going to have this kind of impact to the storyline and actually helping a lot of this stuff tie together. Yeah, I wasn't sure how they would fit into this, but I really enjoyed seeing how they're kind of, like, they've formed, I don't even know how to what I'm trying to say here, but they have basically brought everything together. Um, They've kind of been the glue to the story, really. Like there it making, is. Yes, that. that exactly. both sides, like, <laughs> you know, kind of appear to be, like, understand them a little bit more. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, for them to be kind of anti, you know, fascist, racist, whatever you want to call it, establishment, it's like, oh, well, you're no different than the children, really. You're just on a different side of the page. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a, it, like I said, it's been enjoyable and you can't really compare the characters that they brought in to anything else. It's not like, oh, that's just like so-and-so or that's like so-and-so. They all have like their unique abilities and talents and it's it's just been nice to watch. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think that there's been another um, comic character even quite like the hat. That's, he might be... Mm-hmm. I, w- I wouldn't mind him being around a lot more. I wouldn't either. I like him a lot. He's kind of, he's fun. Um, <laughs> Just the the way, I mean, even like with the fighting styles and everything that they're doing with him, it's not getting old of being able just to pull random shit out of his hat, yeah. you know, and, and teleport and take people away. It's just, it's it's a an awesome just power. And I'm surprised that we haven't seen more of this character before now. Yeah, yeah. Um, because there's so much you can just do with him in general. Yeah, it's kind of odd because he's kind of, um, I mean, he's definitely a lesser character in the comics as well. You know, he doesn't have a huge history. Um, it's been pretty specifically action comics, JLA, like sort of yeah. stuff. Um, I, yeah, I'm I'm really happy with what they've done with him. He's cool and he's fun to watch and you're right like it doesn't get old there's so many different things you can do and there's so many different ways um that that he can be utilized and it's been really it's it's brought a nice sense of um fun to situations that are kind of dire which i think is important to have in superhero shows you know there's we we sometimes with like arrow and stuff, sometimes it gets so gritty and real world tough guns. Like sometimes it's nice to have a character that's like, ah, damn, he's so cool. But like, definitely you remind me that I am watching comic book characters. Exactly. So thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, watching, watching, where do I get a hat like that? Right. Where, where do I order one? Um, are they (laughs) special made? Are they custom made? Yeah. Um, Bespoke. (laughs) And they've done it in such a way that you're not even worried about why he has it. Yeah. Or where he got it from? Or is it is it an alien thing? Is it magic? Do I do I care? No, right. just fucking be cool. In the um <laughs> in, in the comics it's definitely like a like demonic magic. That is that is what it is. Um 
Japanese demon magic, man. Okay. Tell you it, what. It, well, and the cool thing is right now they haven't explained it, and I, I don't think anybody cares. Yeah, and I won't care if they nope, stick with enjoying that. enjoying it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care. They they kept the, the character Asian. Um, I don't care if they keep the hat, like, Japanese magic. I don't give a shit about that. That's fine. You can change it to, like, mystical science. I don't care. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, watching Brainy fight with the hat um especially after losing his legion ring that was so good because he still does have his predictive abilities you know what i mean he still has his combat training yeah he loses smarts right yeah but he feels like up until that point he felt like the legion ring was what made him super what made him um a superhero what made him a, a part of something like that and that's where he drew all his power from he relied on it in a way and and believed in it in a way that he didn't believe in himself so it's nice to it was cool to watch him kind of gain that respect for himself in that way and that confidence and be like you know what i i lost my legion ring and i want to get it back but that's not what i need to have power because this power is my own He's not like super strong or whatever, but he has his skills and his abilities. Yeah. Um, but the whole like this entire portion of the episode was shot so well. Um, it was chaotic, but you you could still see what was happening, what was going on with each of the characters. We kind of went on a journey with each one of them, watching how they were dealing with it and what they were seeing in other people and Easily, easily some of the most character progressing, I don't know, scenes all at one time for multiple characters. Like that's, that's not something I think they've really done before. No, it was, uh, I, I want to say the protest and the, the, the finale of this episode is probably the most impactful thing we've seen this year for sure. And if not, you know, last couple seasons. Yeah. Just, you know, it, it made you think. It made you remember. It didn't make you think about it in a way like, oh, shit, what are they doing? Stop pushing agenda. It, it felt natural. And it's nice, too, because um, I think a big part of that is watching watching people from the side that's like, yeah, roaches, get off our planet, realize that they've been aligning themselves with a narrative that's very, very like black and white. There's no room for any sort of like exceptions or anything like that. This is the way it is. And there's, there's nothing else. And watching those people get humanized in the eyes of the show a bit more and watching them, um, you know, a few of them at least realize like, Oh, Hey, yeah, there's definitely some shitty aliens out there, but I guess there's also shitty humans. And at the end of the day, we're all reacting kind of the same way. You know, we're all people scattering, trying to avoid being hurt, trying to avoid this violence that's happening right in front of us. And it's, you know, watching, there was like a kid there and stuff that Supergirl reunited with her mom. And, um, yeah, I just, just I don't know. It was nice yeah. to see that. No, a lot going on in those scenes. Cause it's very easy to, to pick a side and say like, this is the side of good. And then totally, turn the other side into monsters especially in media or writing and like tv shows and stuff like that but the whole point of supergirl is is not to just like us versus them the way that lockwood did in the show you know it's to bring people together and inspire hope in everyone and and make everyone kind of work together and they succeeded with that feeling and with that general i don't know dialogue i guess yeah. that they were going for um so it was nice to see them reach that point no, definitely. Um, I don't know, guys. Final final thoughts on this here this here episode. Episode. Um, I think up until this point, we were really questioning how this season was going, and then this episode happened. And I guess I could say a little bit of the same about the last episode. Um, it's finally all coming together. Everything is starting to make sense. Everything is starting to connect. And I really, really enjoyed this episode overall. Like, from the protests to the cliffhanger to, um, 
like even the silly little moments with dreamer being overexcited about her costume and everything. Um, it, for a moment, like the, this season was losing me if I'm going to be honest. And this particular episode brought me back and then we get this promo at the end and like, now you're waiting. I mean, yeah, I'm just hyped again. Yeah, it's, it's one of those ones. You can be honest. This yeah. is probably the first time we're all like, oh shit, next week's going to be cool too. Yeah. Like we haven't, <laughs> I feel like none of us have felt that way about this for a while now. And I'm yeah. actually really happy that we're back to this point where we're excited for the next episode. Especially, I don't want to wait. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. This is one of those ones where it's like, I wish this was a binge watching thing that we could already be going yeah. on to the next one. And, yeah. you know, maybe the next two to see what what happens because we know something's going to happen. Yeah. So I'm like really excited for next week. I feel this. I feel this sense of like, I don't know, happiness with this show right now. Yeah. I don't want this high to fade. I want it to keep going. Yeah, please keep um, going. I'm even finding myself and, and the characters on the show are even finding themselves feeling kind of similar. Um, even characters like, um, um, Haley. Yeah. What? Okay. So yeah, she was real tough and, and stuff like that. And, um, she has some redeeming qualities. She's still (laughs) very much like about, you know, business and do the job and good soldiers do this. And a lot of that's just training. She's not actually a complete asshole. She's just very dedicated to her job. And yeah, remember, we thought she was a spy at one point. Yeah. And to find out that the president didn't even brief her on something that's very relevant to her position. Um, she you could see that she felt like kind of betrayed. Um, and it's just been. It's been a weird ride of like, huh, maybe you're not exactly what we thought you were. Um, but you're totally right, Nicole, like everything is falling into place now. All of these little dots are connecting. We are getting a nice sense of kind of closure, even though it's not done and over with yet. You know, like that, that Lockwood and like the president and the children of Liberty stuff is still out there. It's still going on. But this has kind of moved into a place where it's like a, a, a society thing, you know, in general and not just like a couple big dudes going, ah, oh, screw you. Like this is how it needs to be. Um, it's absolutely feeling like this has brought me back into into the hype for the show. Um, I'm ready. I'm excited. I can't wait to see the rest of the season. I can't wait to figure out how everything's going to play out, but I have this sense of calm about the Children of Liberty stuff because it feels like um, for for the public and the general population of National City and the country, it feels like things are kind of starting to sway into a less polarized, less extreme, less... Um, volatile sort of setting into more of a huh okay we should probably reflect on on what this middle ground could be between the sides um and i just yeah this was a solid episode it was well shot everyone killed it with their performances i don't think there were any weak um weak links this good, episode good use of music good use of music yeah. there was no nowhere that you know visuals weren't good cg if it was used was fine like um, Great. They mentioned Russia for the first time. Uh huh. Oh yeah, they did. <laughs> I was like, huh. I mean, what are, what are we missing? Yeah, we are missing one thing right now. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, we're not going to use Russian science. I'm like, Russian science. I wonder if this is how we're going to get there. <laughs> Russian science <laughs> is Russian science. How we got to Red Sun? Mm. Oh, undoubtedly. Yeah. So oh, we'll see how that goes. I just was shocked that they mentioned it. I was like, oh. All right. Well, I guess we're maybe we're not done with that. I know it was like legitimately what a five second scene, right? Where she's like, "I'm not going to go to Russia for their science or whatever." I was like, "Oh, okay, maybe that's the explanation." <laughs> but hey, you're right, though. The, the, this is probably one of the best shows that we've had in a while, and it's leading into again the introduction of an iconic character that I don't know if we'd ever thought we'd see on TV. And so the next couple of weeks is have to be just as badass. If not, they've fucking they shit the bed. <laughs> I mean, I'll just call it now. If if these things aren't amazing, there's no reason to introduce a character like Lex. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, I agree. So uh, don't fuck it up, guys. <laughs> I know it's in the can, but don't fuck it up. Go yeah. make fix it. <laughs> you know, I if if the episodes end up being anywhere 
near what the promo looks like they're going to be, I think we're going to be fine. Yeah. You know, I don't want to get too hyped too soon and, you know, hype it up too much and then be disappointed. But um, I'm really looking forward to next week. Hey, at least we only have to wait a week that they didn't like, oh, we'll see oh, you in April. God. <laughs> I would have murdered them. I'm yeah. kind of glad they gave us those those weird breaks they with keep episodes stuff like this together. that we were like, mm, about, you know, yeah. like they're fine. They're good. They're OK. But they're not like, oh, my God, um, because I. Yeah, I would have written a letter of protest. I would have like, strongly oh, written tweet. <laughs> strongly worded. Strongly worded. All right. Well, on that note, let's wrap things up for today's DC on CW Supergirl edition. You can always catch our past and future episodes on DCOnCW.com. We mentioned, you know, iTunes and Spotify and all that good stuff. Uh, be sure to follow us on our social media, Twitter at DC on CW, Facebook.com slash DC on CW, and Instagram at DC underscore on underscore CW. And we'll see you next week for a very Luther Christmas. Mm. <laughs> People want cuddles.